0: We know from our research that such empathic understanding, understanding with a person, not about him, is such an effective approach that it can bring about major changes in personality. Some of you may be feeling that you listen well to people and that you have never seen such results. The chances are very great indeed that your listening has not been of the type I have described. Fortunately, I can suggest a little laboratory experiment which you can try to test the quality of your understanding. Okay so this is this is lovely because you don't often actually get a technique from a therapist that actually works you know you get sort of vague techniques like help the person lay the cards out on the table you know it's it's kind of at a high level of abstraction but this exercise you can actually do and you can do it a lot and if you do it it will teach you to listen so The next time you get into an argument with your wife or your friends, or with a small group of friends, stop the discussion for a moment and for an experiment, institute this rule. Well, you also don't have to be that formal about it. You can just do it, once you know the, the team. Each person can speak up for himself only after he has first restated the ideas and feelings of the previous speaker accurately, and to that speaker's satisfaction. Now that's so cool because here's the typical argument. So we're arguing, I want to win. And so you tell me a bunch of things. And so then I take those things and I turn them into the stupidest possible representation of those things. You know, I weaken your argument and make you look like a fool. And then I destroy it. And that's a straw, that's by that, you're making your opponent into a straw man. That's the straw man argument, right? You take, you take what they're telling you and you caricature it. And that way you can make them look absurd and make them be ashamed, and then, of course, you've set up this skinny little opponent that you can just demolish with one punch. It's really crooked, and it shows that you're a coward, because what it means is you have to have an opponent that's you know, crippled and, and thin and starving and, and inarticulate before you could possibly win, before you could possibly progress. It's a pathetic way of having an argument. What you should do is listen to the person and help them make their argument as strong as you possibly can. And then deal with that. Because then you're sure that you're you're taking them seriously. So. And to that speaker's satisfaction. Well that's so cool we're We're having an argument. I don't know. Maybe we have an argument about. Who's going to be responsible for grocery shopping. Or for doing the dishes. Or for cooking. Or any of those domestic things. That continually cause couples to be at each other's throat. It's like so. You'll have some arguments about why you should do whatever it is that you're going to do. And in order for the argument to progress, I have to tell you back what you said. And you have to agree that I put it properly. Well, that's so annoying. Like, it just runs so contrary to what you want to do. Of course, you want to make another person sound stupid so you can beat them. This way.
1: (laughs) Ah, Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason. Middle of the week, Wednesday fire coming your way. Jordan Peterson, my goodness. So we're really in competition. Even when we're conversing, right? We don't really want to hear what our partner has to say. We're waiting for them to finish. So we can make it. Their argument looks stupid. And most people listen fragmentally. Most people listen in fragments. A lot of times people are listening to hear the insult. They're not listening for comprehension or understanding. They're listening. Okay, this sounds like they're getting close to the end of what they had to say. And everything that they could flip into an insult... They're slight collecting while that's going. And and just so they can shut you down. I love his straw man example. You turn their point of view into a caricature. Something weak and silly. Something that you can dismiss. This is just one of the ways we compete in relationship. Tonight's topic. Is your spouse or significant other your biggest cheerleader? Or biggest hater. Better a hundred, shoot a hundred. They always gambling on your downfall. They putting bets that you gonna lose. So they can feel better about themselves. Does this actually happen in relationship? A deeper look at the pros and cons of competition in relationship. How do I stop competing with my significant other? True or false, a little competition in every relationship works like an anchor that holds the partners together. True or false, competition creeps into relationship due to envy and insecurities. When you feel insecure about your partner's success, you get jealous and then you start competing to satisfy your ego. Have you ever dated someone who was envious of your light, envious of your presence, envious of your spirit, envious of your wallet, envious of your education, envious of your ambition? And ooh, here's a big one. Have you ever dated somebody that was envious of your purpose? They ain't found one. So, how did you find yours? Ooh, envious of your purpose. Huh? You know you're dating somebody that's somewhat envious of you if they don't celebrate your wins. Somebody who loves you celebrates your wins. I told you that word love has been bastardized. That word love is probably one of the most disrespected words, along with God, in the English language. Right? Listen to that again. True or false competition creeps into your relationship due to envy and insecurities. When you feel insecure about your partner's success, you get jealous and start competing. To satisfy your ego. I want callers to call in and answer that question. Is that a true or false question? Some people might disagree. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. As a child, did you compete with your siblings? Do you come from a competitive background? Whether it be your, your siblings or whether it be organized sports. Do you take The spirit of competition into your relationships. And what is the effect of that? Is competition healthy for relationships? Some would argue yes. You know, in in small doses. uh, In in a playful sense. Right. Uh, You know, we did a show a couple of weeks uh, ago about play. So competitive playing might be fun. But if you're doing it to demean or demoralize your partner. This is when it crosses over into toxicity. (sighs) Why is my spouse or my significant other always competing with me? Right. How is competition in relationship related to keeping score? Oh, we've got so much to talk about. When I come forward, I'm opening up the phone lines. The number of dollars is 1-800-920-1580. one Look, don't forget to visit the KBLA.store and pick up the hoodie that I'm wearing right now. Black, op- Black owned and operated. I'm reading it backwards because that's how I see it in my camera black owned and operated kbla.store also houses all of zoe williams books why don't you go there support your brother zoe williams we've been putting in over a year of fire on kbla do me a favor and help me pay my mortgage this month when we come forward zoe williams has a lot to talk about Reasons. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Won't disappear You're listening disappear. to The Voice
2: of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 50.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Voice of Reason. Zoe Williams is in the building. Do you have a partner that's envious of you? A significant other that's envious of you? How do you deal with that person? You know? I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know. How do you deal with an envious spouse or significant other? Is not envy the polar opposite? I'm talking about in the context of relationships, in the context of relating. Is not envy, envy of your partner, is that not the polar opposite of teamwork? And isn't a relationship a team? It's very interesting. Why is teamwork in important in relationships? I, I want to know. True or false competition in marriage slash relationships can cause you to feel as though you're not enough. Not smart enough, not, not skilled enough, not attractive enough. Is that true? Somebody who has experienced this is listening right now. What are some of the ways to effectively deal with a competitive spouse? Do you break up? Do you leave? Do you bounce like bad checks? Or do you try to talk it out? Maybe they come from a family that don't talk. That could be problematic too, you know. Ones who avoid, you know, serious conversations. Gosh. Is your... Spouse or significant other envious of your God-given talents, skills, and abilities. I've seen it before. One eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. 1580 phone lines are cooking. We like to talk to folk all over the country. We welcome the folks from Los Angeles if they would like to call, but they looky lose out here. My own people, Los Angeles, get in here. 1 eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. Callie Sold, Denver, Colorado. Let's talk.
3: Hey Soul.
1: Hey, <laughs> Callie.
3: I'm so glad you're covering this topic tonight. Um <clears throat> I noticed a few years ago because I kept wondering like why um so many brothers would be inclined to mess with women outside of the culture. And I really just started paying attention to those women that were in those relationship with brothers. And I noticed that these women knew how to be these men's cheerleaders. Mm. They knew how to lift them up, encourage them. Um And I know that for us culturally.
1: Wait, 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 it's wait, It's not. Wait. Hold on, Kelly. So because that that is way okay. too deep. We got to unpack that piece. You cannot just float that way yes, through. Are you saying serious, though, that men who date many men, not all men, but many men, brothers who date outside their race, they're dating for the purpose of getting a cheerleader. And somehow sisters in America have lost their pom poms for brothers. Is that what you're saying?
3: That's exactly what I'm saying. Wow. And you know me, I'm a little I'm a little Scooby Doo detective. So I started watching how they engage with one another in their race, in their relationships. And I'm like, they still, you know, no matter how ugly it gets, they're 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 those men's cheerleaders, they're in the background. But that what's that old saying, Behind every good man is a strong woman. And that's the type of strength that they need. So when fast forward, taking that same conversation in my discoveries to my sisters, and I have plenty of tribal sister circles, and I would say 90%, yeah, no, like 90% of the feedback is like, I ain't got time to be being your mother. Like people look at it like, like it's a weakness that, that that the opposite sex has that they need encouragement, but Mm. that's what a partnership is. That's what a team is Mm. like, you know, on basketball teams and football teams and stuff. If somebody makes a mistake, like you don't see too many teammates jump on their teammate. It's like, yo man, you're good. You got this next time, next shot or whatever. So like in our relationships, if it's a team, then we got to learn how to lift each other up. And I've been in a relationship, with someone that was jealous of my natural given talents, because we both were in the same industry, both in the music industry, you know, so as he seen me getting a little bit more shine or a little bit of notoriety, um, he, he didn't try to knock me down or anything, but he had no encouraging words for me. And I could tell he would kind of beat down on himself Because he felt like he should be in my shoes because he was the one putting in major work. And for me, I was just kind of like a background singer, but, you know, being noticed a little bit more. So that was very interesting. But again, this is heavy.
1: Ooh, this is this is so heavy. My mind is over here racing again. Yeah, baby. For real. This... And as Wait. black people,
3: like if we want to get back together, we got to learn how to. We've got to be each other's teammates, truly and genuinely. Like you got to see where somebody needs to be lifted up and encouraged. Like just because you fall down, don't mean like you got to stay down. Like okay, baby, dust your knees off. What we need? We need some salve or something. You know, we need a bandage. Let's go. How can we? How can we attack this differently? How can we make this better
1: together? So. The competitive piece is big, right? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. the modern sister is more educated than the brothers, more educated. Mm -hmm. And now she's becoming really, really moneyed because of that education, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now uh, the the question becomes, what are we competing against? Is she going to throw it in your face that you're not as educated? Or is she gonna encourage you to reach her level? Is she going to encourage you to to get your bag up? Or is she gonna say, holla back at me once these things are done? Like she's gonna, she going, does she do the Prince? You know what Prince did to Nas. Nas said, hey brother, let's do a record together. And Prince said, well, do you own mm-hmm. your masters? <laughs> and, and Prince said, well, no, I don't own, mm-hmm. or, or Nas said, no, I don't own my masters. And then he said, well, Holler back at me once you get your master's. So my question is, are sisters flipping it (laughs) that way?
3: Absolutely. But I default to Uncle Jeff on this one. I think he said it a few years ago on one of y'all's other shows. He said, we got to learn how to become double agents. Like, yeah, I got my foot in the door or I'm all the way up in this piece. And I'm going to figure out how to bring you in, too.
1: That's a team right
3: there. That's a team. I'm going to make sure we both eat so that we can all, so the family can eat and then the community can eat and we good. We got healing. Right. When we move in that way.
1: Right. So what, I know a (laughs) lot of men out here, Callie, you know, are cheering on my Prince analogy, but what if Mm -hmm. you look at the Prince analogy from the other side and then apply it to sisters instead of it being, competitive and she's making you look smaller because you're not on her level socially uh in terms of uh academics academia or or you know corporate america maybe she's helping you because many people saw prince as helping and mentoring nas when he says Mm -hmm. go get your masters and then we can do a record together he was basically saying go get free because right now you're still a slave and I can't do records with Mm -hmm. slaves because then some of my intellectual property might get wrapped up into your slavery so can you go get free and then we can go do a record together maybe sisters are approaching it from that perspective as well your thoughts I think some
3: I think some people are I think there are those out there like that that situation with Nas and Prince I feel like that was a conversation between two black men that needed to happen.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. And sometimes we do have to, um, put on a little bit of tough love. Like I can't be your yes person. If I see like there's an area where there's a deficit that you could step it up a little bit, then yeah. But, and you gotta be willing in a team, you gotta be willing to listen. Everything that your partner says isn't going to be roses and cute and love and all that stuff. Sometimes it's going to be like what we call it, a courageous conversation. Mm. Let's have a courageous conversation. Mm. Like, this is, you know, this is the direction we want to go in, but we can't get there if I'm dragging you along. Like, I need you to walk with me.
1: Have you ever dated someone who loved and hated you? Meaning... They loved you for what they loved you for, but they hated you Mm -hmm. or envied you because of what you are. Have you ever dated somebody like that? Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: I'm a very driven person, and um, I did my best to encourage that person, and they just never thought themselves worthy enough. To, to be with me, and I wasn't throwing anything that I was doing up in their face. But you know what? Sometimes in our excitement for our accomplishments, if the other person isn't secure, they might take it as you smear it in their face. So you know, I'm coming home happy or whatever. Like, yo, look at what this is! What I did. This came through. You know, we got stuff moving forward, and it's like you could tell that they felt discouraged.
1: So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I and I Callie, would have hoped wait wait that the, wait. Callie. Speaking of moving forward, I need you to hang tight with me. When we come forward, we're going back to Denver, Colorado, because Callie is giving us some powerful insights on dating a hater.
2: on fire tonight. tonight. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine your spouse, husband or wife sitting in the audience while you getting your award and this song is playing and they sitting there with the screw face like Anthony Davis. Wait, let it just play for just a few seconds. (laughs) Anthony Davis They got the screw face, like. He wasn't even playing that hard.
0: (laughs) Big man, sitting in the audience, like.
1: I got more John Blaze than he do. (laughs) He ain't even that good. (laughs) Yeah, she got a good job, but she ain't as smart. As she thinks she is. I mean, she good at computers. I I ain't even gonna front. She good at computers. Marketing and stuff, she got that. But she ain't got common sense. Just watch, watch. When computers die, you gonna see the real hurt. When computers don't work no more. Ladies and gentlemen, is your spouse or significant other your biggest cheerleader or your biggest hater? Has competition run rampant in your relationships? Agree or disagree? Being too competitive leads to resentment in relationships. With competition, partners view each other as rivals. Often, competition is a quest to see who can develop more success or power within their careers. And, you know, relationships have an inherent power dynamic. So if I got more money, I got more education, I have more relationships, I have more resources, that means you are my relational underling. Do what I say. 1-800-920-1580. Agree or disagree? Get to your phone lines. I need to talk to you. Cali Soul, get back in here and wrap it. Callie, are you there? Callie,
3: Callie. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. Okay, I was all right. On mute.
1: You back? So, did you hear my 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 food. my setup again of the show? Did you hear it? And what are your thoughts?
3: Yes, and my thoughts are all of that came from the old school plantation, <laughs> and it wasn't about women and men. It was just about black folks in general. We was taught to compete. We were we were treated like cattle, like cattle, you know, and if you look, if you know anything about cows, you can put them out on a meadow and they compete. They, they eat, 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 eat. That's how they get so big because they're actually competing against one another. And they taught us that same thing in slavery. And today we ain't, we're on modern day plantations. So in general, like our relationship with one another is very competitive. It, it goes across the board, whereas women against men, whereas you know men to men, women to women, it's like, like instead like Willie of,
1: Lynch, right?
3: Absolutely, there you go, right there. Mm. So yeah, we got we got a whole lot that we still healing within the community, but we have to become aware of it. And then as you become aware of it, you have to want to change it. And then as you want
1: to change it, you apply the ideas for change. So what does teamwork... Deal with it as it comes mm-hmm. up. So what does teamwork look like? I mean, real teamwork, like 10 toes down, uh, both feet in the circle, 10 toes down. What does that look like for black men and women? Real teamwork, honest teamwork, loving teamwork, empathetic teamwork. What does it look like? You just outlined it. Honesty, empathy,
3: willingness, transparency like we got to be willing to apply all of those things and we can't be so quick to give up like just because you see a flaw in your partner doesn't mean you got to throw them away it's like you you know you can bring it to their attention lovingly and invite them to make
1: the adjustments. Callie can I offer you this though the 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 human condition and, and I'm gonna put it in a true or false but the way humans are wired as long as a piece of resentment exists, somebody is getting ready to throw somebody else away. Is that, is that a tr- true or false? Agree or disagree? I agree. That's what yeah, I'm, I agree. That's what I'm saying. And I understand what you're saying when you say we got to stop throwing people away. We know people are works in progress. We know people are flawed. But many people hang on that. And a lot of times their breakup is rooted in revenge, is rooted in one-upmanship. That's competition, too. It's not about, oh, I'm just going to go on about my business and live my life and be happy and be cool. Oftentimes, it's about, and I'm going to show you that I could do better. I'm going to show you that I deserve better. That's competition, (laughs) too, correct? That's absolutely competition,
3: And I would say they have to also practice humbleness. And like you said, you got to look at them at like a reflection. So whatever you're seeing in them, you wouldn't be able to see it if it didn't first exist in you. So you can work on your relationship by working on yourself.
1: Love it, Cali Soul. Eat your dinner, you have earned it because you cooked it. Denver, <laughs> Colorado is Good in night. the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1 800 920 1580. We on fire tonight, we are absolutely cooking. Is your spouse a silent hater of your success? Oh my god, are they <laughs> this is gonna hurt? I know. Are they accomplishment watching? Always watching your accomplishments with scrutiny. Many of us experience this from our parents as well. You got parents who live vicariously through their kids, but you also have parents who try to block their kids from fully blossoming because they don't want them to surpass them. That's a competitive toxic spirit too. Oh man, it's on fire right now. One eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. Get to your lines. I want to talk to you, Reggie, Austin, Texas. Get in here.
4: What's up, man? What's um, happening, brother? You know, I love the topic. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good, man. What you what you're describing is an enemy, Ooh. and um, the sooner we identify an enemy, the better off we will be. Um, the, I've, I've noticed that the difference between Jealousy and envy, it's like if you're jealous, it's the difference between what you said and what they heard. They always hear something different than what you said. Mm. And because they're not trying to hear what you're saying, they've already pictured the, the the image in their head and they're acting out some preconceived thing. And that has nothing to do with you. And it's very little you can do about that. Mm. Um, you didn't say a girlfriend. You said a spouse. Ooh. Like a spouse. I mean somebody that you took vows to God in front of. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's that's deep, man. And but if you find out that you have an enemy in your space, you have to ask yourself how good are you being to yourself?
1: Okay, look. Because, just just hold on. Because you, you you you're really starting to use some high level ingredients here with your meal prep. Listen, stay with me, Reggie, when I come forward. The boy is in the man is in here. Cooking when we come forward. More from Austin, Texas.
4: Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come come forward.
1: The family Uno game after Thanksgiving. And mama win the Uno hand and turn this on and just start putting it in everybody's face. Sometimes that's fun. Sometimes th- that those are the memories that uh you know permeate our minds about how wonderful our childhood was but you have some family members who will take offense to losing an uno game <laughs> can you imagine uh say someone like michael jordan who's competitive in everything you would have to think that some of that competition, that competitiveness, spilled over into his relationships. Now, I don't know him personally, so this is all just anecdotal. But that's just something to think about. Like, competitive people, are they hardwired to compete against their significant other, their loved ones? one 800 We got callers from all over the country. Let's get them in here to talk. Who's been on the line the longest, of course, is my brother Reggie, because he was still in the midst of hot fire. Reggie, get back in here, man, and continue that profound, you know how you do that. The profundity <laughs> was just killing, man. Please continue your sermon, good brother.
4: I think the, um, the the example that you gave as far as Michael Jordan and the Uno game,
1: yeah. man, who
4: you are anywhere is who you are everywhere.
1: Holographic, and yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I'm I mean, now whether I see it the same, that's on me, but you are who you are forever. Um in any any condition, any circumstance. So an enemy is an enemy whenever. And that's the difference between being an enemy and being um competitive, you know. Um and I I've found out that um whenever I have an enemy in my space, I I haven't been as good to myself as I need to be. Mm. Um because the people that you 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 surround yourself with radiate the energy that you're giving out. And so I mean like well, I guess okay, uh relationships are mirrors. That just makes a lot of sense. Like the, the energy you're giving out comes back to you. Right. And it comes back to you in the in the form of the people that you hang with. And so you you have to, I mean, of course, rid yourself of the enemy, Mm. but you have to love on yourself and say, okay, you know, um, what am I putting into myself, into my spirit? And what am I cultivating? Because that's what I'm radiating. And I got to do the best for me to get the best to come to me. Um, And that's that's just what I found, you know. Um, And so... I think um, experience is a great teacher and it's taught me that people are who they are. You can't make them be who you want them to be. Right. Um, They just are who they are. And either you accept them or you don't. And it's not like they're bad people. They just are who they are. And and as far as like the, the, uh, the competition, like when people lose weight and change their hair and, and do all this and that, they're saying, I'm, I'm doing this after you. It's still competition. I mean, like, it's it's like your hair was the same way for like ten years. You was with me, and now now that you're gone, uh, you're changing uh, everything. Right? That's that. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be you know narcissistic or whatever, man. But dude, you you haven't changed your hair in like ten years, and now you break up with me, and you're changing your hair and all this and that. Just it's it's the competition still goes even though I'm not there. The competition is there. Wow. That's 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 tough, man. That's so, tough to deal with.
1: So listen, before we came forward mm-hmm. you were talking about listening and my question is like can a person who is you know just uber competitive can they really hear when it's outside of you know what it is that they're that they want that they're desi- that they desire that they're pursuing right can they really mm-hmm. hear can they really hear somebody that is not on track with you know their competitive nature can they hear that
4: hear it no listen yeah so hear they'll know
1: they'll listen but they don't hear nothing
4: they ain't hearing <laughs> you they're not hearing you Nah. Oh, wow. when you look like you they, they listen to you it goes to their hater filter and they hear what they want to hear and that's that's some serious stuff man
1: wow reggie yeah. Austin, Texas, yet again, comes in with the fire, man. We appreciate you. You already know that seat at the table. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. We're in here cooking tonight. Is your spouse or significant other your biggest cheerleader or your biggest hater? Sometimes you discover the hater in your life, in your inner circle. Sometimes you discover the hater in your life, in your family. Oof. The places you thought were supposed to be a bastion of love, empathy, and support, in many cases, is where the hate lives. It's where the envy lives one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. Call me, call me, call me. Who's been on the longest Sean, Oakland, California. Get in here.
5: Hey, brother, well, number one, competition, right? Um this is something that we all have to deal with in at least in the United States. So what I'm saying is nothing wrong with competition. Cause otherwise, you know, uh you're going to be dealing in a situation where you get run over. Mm. But when it comes to a relationship, right, um, try to – and I said this earlier, like being playful. Be playful. If you're doing competition where you're like, you know, I got you on this or I got you on that, um, you know, you can run with it as a couple, you know. And it's so funny because in our relationship, uh, competition runs rampant. Mm. Uh you know, I don't let my daughter who's fourteen win Connect four or Clue or Jeopardy when we're playing online, all that stuff. Um or or, or foosball. We went on a trip and there was a foosball table and stuff. And and the reason why I don't is because, you know, she wouldn't like me if I let her win. Mm. She wouldn't like me, or or he, my son, wouldn't like me if I let him win. But that's different from a competition in which you undermine your team. Mm. Never go to that level. Because if you go to that level, whether it's sports or just a family or a relationship where you take a competition to the point where you just have to be right, you just have to be right, that's BS. I won't say the words. Well, let me just say this, Sean.
1: Let me say this. I think I did that to my oldest son. Okay. He is the most competitive dude I know. And I can remember early on me telling him, New, don't ever let anyone embarrass you out here. Your whole family is watching. And, And what's crazy is he internalized that. You can't yeah. you can't play Monopoly with him. You can't no. play any other game with him. He it's not a game anymore. Everything is competitive with him. And I would <laughs> I would tell him w- during the AAU run, I would be like, Look, this kid is ranked this. This kid is ranked that. They don't see you coming. Lock them up, and all of the scouts will, will will come for you. And this is what happened, but I told him, you can't get embarrassed. You can't have a bad play. Right. You can't look bad out here because I'm in the stands. You don't want me to feel this way about you. And, and boy, now he's terrible. Now he I, I ruined him. He's terrible. I broke him.
4: Well, <laughs> Sean, I, I need I, a new I, I son.
5: Don't, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, don't, I don't think you broke anyone. I, I think the whole point is what you did there, you didn't undermine him. But what you did do – is, is is kind of give them kind of a, a, a heads up to real life, right? Because the fact of the matter is, wait, everything's competitive.
1: Wait, Sean, we got to move forward real quick, but stay there huh? because I want your final thought. When we come forward, the voice of reason shall continue airing his dirty laundry.
4: KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.
1: The voice of
6: reason. Hello. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor and one of the things that I see in the many couples that I work with is there always seems to be an element of competition in relationships that aren't working well. That means that everybody is sort of out for themselves, wanting to get a little bit ahead, get a leg up, get an arm over, Um, just wanting to always keep the scorecard intact and have it be even. And if there is a scorecard in your relationship, you are never going to be happy. It's something that always tears at you. It's always tension. It's always anxiety. There's always a sense of, how do I make it through this struggle? And I really want to invite you to give up the sense of competition. There is no competition in a relationship that works. You're not working against each other this way, like two dogs with a bone. You should be sitting together with your partner and solving problems, being together where you're safe and comfortable and know that you're supported, not that you're about to be undermined. And if this is beginning to have some meaning to you, then I invite you to look at what's causing it. For many of us, when we were children, Maybe we had many siblings and the siblings were all vying for the attention of the parents. So who could do what better? Who could do it sooner? Who could garner the favor of mom or dad? And so we get into a pattern that allows us to build an idea that relationships contain competition and that at some level that's the way you do it. But that's not very comfortable, is it? Is certainly not comforting. You always have to be on edge. You always have to have one eye open. And that's not what you get into relationship for. At least I hope that's not what you got into relationship for because what you really want is to have that one safe place, that one safe person who always has your back, who's never looking to shoot you down, who's never playing the gotcha game with you. Doesn't that sound better? Doesn't it sound like something you really want? I hope so. Many times people use sarcasm and they, they take pot shots and they blindside their partner.
1: <laughs> I, listen, some people sitting back going that ain't us. We not like that. No, no, no. I, I'm here to argue that it's probably more people like that than not most of us are not good listeners most of us are not good communicators in general and i feel like if you do, how, do, how do we discover our communication styles right when you're digging your heels in you you do know you're competing right say say your communication style is a, is is avoidant right you you don't want to talk and the more somebody tries to get you to talk, you dig your heels in. You're in competition mode. You're at war right there. Or say your comp- uh, your communication style is competitive, competitive or combative, right? If you're in combat, listen. <laughs> listen to what's happening here. You you you're fighting. You're competing. Competitive, combative. You're fighting. You're competing. And you you don't want them to one-up you. And you're not going to let nothing slide. You're going to say what you say. And that's what it is. Listen. That <laughs> we compete in little micro areas of our life. Of our communication. We compete in our relationships all the time. My question is. How do you correct it. After the resentment builds in, after the trust has been lost, after now it's okay, it's it's on on site. Every time we talk, I'm going to make sure I say what I need to say and I start shutting you down. Because let me tell you something about the culture we live in. I'm coming. I'm coming to you, Sean. Let me tell you something about the culture we live in. You might not like this. But this is the truth. Most people don't respect kindness. I- I'm sorry. Most people see kindness as a coupon to take advantage of you. <laughs> okay. I I know. I know. one 800 9 Sean, get in here, man. <laughs>
5: hey, brother. Well, you-, you hit it on the nose. I mean, uh, kindness... Uh is looked at as weakness sadly um and empathy and all that but what what i want to say about competition when it comes to relationships is that uh you know you got to keep that open line of communication you got to tell your kids and everything how you you know i i'm doing this now i didn't know this when i was in my 20s but i'm just saying that there's nothing wrong with competition as long as you modulate. Okay. If you've got to modulate your competitiveness, because if you're just doing everything every day, all the time, you got to win, you're going to destroy the family. You're going to destroy everybody. I mean, you don't need to win all the time. People. I know that's hard for a lot of people to, you know, take in. no, you don't need to win all the time. Yes, you do need to win in certain situations, or at least you're trying to work towards that, as competition is. But, you know, there are things in family where you all come together and you realize, you know, you know we don't need a winner or a loser. We need to come together and make it productive. That's my key word for the day, people, productiveness. Productive. If you make your competition productive, you've done it right. If you've gone over the bounds and, and you've hurt people um, because you're just got to win all the time, then you know you're gonna you're gonna live with a lot of uh, stress. But look, I've made all the mistakes. Uh, uh, you know, I, I love to be um, competitive, but I really now in my life for many many years just want to make my competitiveness. Uh, competitiveness productive
1: let me ask you this question being a competitor a former competitor yes how did you turn your family and your and your relationship uh with your woman how did you cultivate the teamwork aspect how did you put we're we're a team it's us against the world how did you cultivate that mentality in your relationship and then in the larger family
5: I have to say, to be completely honest, I'm so fortunate to have the better half that I have because I pushed all the limits of my intuitive competitiveness to try to win, 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 you know, try to be, you know, Mr. Baseball, all that kind of stuff. But I was so fortunate and still am so fortunate to have my better half that was able to take that, onslaught of, uh, competitive, just, um, you know, whatever it was information, competitive information. I was putting at her and she was like, I can deal with this. And, uh, I appreciate your competitiveness, but you know, let's, let's do this together, and reel this into something productive. I was lucky brother. My, my better half, um, you know, made me a better person.
1: Mm. Mm. I love it, man. I love it. I appreciate you for giving us this this insight. My brother, Sean, Oakland, California is in the building because of you. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the routine. Call me at 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, I'm a roll down south. And get some southern, sophisticated wisdom from my sister Tiffany in Atlanta, Georgia. She's got a lot to talk about. Trust me.
4: Reasons. Reasons. The reasons
2: that we're here. The reasons that we fear. Our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk
5: 158. competition is none. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo!
1: The highest creativity in hip-hop. That's that's 88 right there, 1988. Eric B. and Rakim, no competition. No curse words. You could just drop the needle on a record. Woo, that competition is none. The name of that record is No Competition. Eric B. and Rakim, you should check it out. Tonight's topic is your spouse or significant other your biggest cheerleader or your biggest hater? Are they in competition with you? Are they envious of you? And you know, we've been going through this whole conversation tonight, and it's been powerful. We've gotten callers from all over the country, all the way from Atlanta, all the way back here to Los Well no Los Angeles yet. That's interesting. one 800 920 1580 Let me just say this really quickly. My new television show is about to debut. I want all of you uh, to download the Our TV app on iOS, if you have, you know, Apple. Download the Our TV app. Our TV is not H-O-U-R. It's O-U-R. O-U-R. Our TV. I want you to download it. I think we're getting ready to release the first episode In about a couple of days or so. So I want everybody to get a chance to get over there to check out my new television show. The Situation Shift. Hosted by Zoe Williams. It's an amazing show. We did 10 episodes. We got a whole season in the can. And they're going to start trying to, of course, syndicate it out all across the country. Our TV is the app. Download it right now and check for the situation shift, it's a great TV show. It's really, really good. It's funny. It's insightful. Uh, there's clinical aspects to it. There's comedic aspects. Oh um, it's it's it, I got a whole bunch of moving parts. But it's an amazing uh, endeavor that I participated in at the end of the year, and we did ten. 10 episodes really quickly. It's amazing stuff. The Situation Shift, starring your brother, Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. It's on fire. Okay, callers. Let's get some callers in here. But well, before I do, here's what teamwork should look like in your relationships. Let's just do this real quick. As a team, we share our wins and losses. When my partner loses, I lose. When my partner is in pain, I'm in pain, right? When my partner is winning, I'm winning. When I'm winning, she's winning. When I'm in pain, she's in pain. When I'm happy about something that means something to me, she's happy about it too. She might not be invested. She might not have participated in the creation of it. But to see me happy, I guess, should make her happy. Does that make sense? I mean, because oftentimes, you know, the simpler it is, the more unrealistic it sounds, I guess, for a lot of people. But some people are agreeing with this. Uh, A team, when when you're on a team, that means there are multiple. There's there's no one person is it's multiple pieces to it. So. In that construct, you got to know what you're responsible for. You got to know what is yours to control on a team and you have to be responsible for what is yours to control if if you're responsible for the trash if you're responsible for getting the cars washed if you're responsible for picking up the kids on a certain day you got to know what you're responsible for and you have to be responsible and accountable for that you have to be accountable for Either you did it or you didn't do it. And if you didn't do it, you have to be accountable uh, for communicating that you didn't do it. Right. That's what a teammate looks like. So uh, uh, communication is part of the teamwork. You know, I see my son on the court. If you guys are watching me on uh, YouTube, I see my son on the court all the time and he's moving his hand as if his hand was in a puppet. Right. Right. And the mouth is opening and closing really fast. But what he's saying is we've got to talk. He's talking to his teammates. He speaks English. The only one that speaks English, everybody else, you know, he's in Venezuela. So everybody else is speaking a different language. So he's constantly, you know, using sign language to say we got to talk. We got to talk. Right? We got to communicate. We got to communicate on defense. We have to communicate on offense. Right? We have to support and respect one another. We have to never undermine each other with petty jealousy and prejudice and gossip. We we, we can't do that to each other and still be considered a team. And one thing we definitely can't do is marginalize each other's gifts, right? You see it happen a lot in relationships. Like if you're dating somebody that's uber smart, and you you might hear a partner say, you think you're a know-it-all. You think you know everything. Well, eh, maybe they don't, but they know a lot of things. So to marginalize one of their strengths, maybe their intelligence is their strength. I think sometimes, you know, that's kind of crossing the line. And this is how we become competitive and combative and and envious even. Ah, oh, this is going to get deep, man. It's going to get deep. We got so many callers. I want to get you all on Who's been on the longest? Tiffany from Atlanta, Georgia. Tiffany, get in here.
7: Hey, congratulations on the show, though.
1: Yeah, thank
7: you. Absolutely. So I want to start off by saying, like, it's going to be a little somber uh, with what I'm going to speak about, and um, I don't mean to trigger anybody in the comments if it does, but uh, I am a survivor of domestic violence, right? And this happened between the ages of 16 and 18. And I remember at the age of 17, I was getting ready to come out of high school. And I currently, I currently live with that particular person and I had to sneak and use the computer because he didn't like for me to use the computer. Like he didn't want me pretty much communicating with, you know, other people and stuff like using my space and things of that nature. But this particular time, I snuck on the computer because I really wanted to go ahead and apply for this college in Orlando, Florida called Universal, uh, Technical Institute. And it's a auto mechanic school, but it's also like for HVAC and diesel mechanic and things of that nature. But I wanted to be a diesel mechanic and I was trying to apply and he ended up coming home early and pretty much caught me. Right. And so I am a terrible liar, absolutely horrid. And I was just trying to like make up some excuse and man, he beat me so bad for being on the computer. But I remember just screaming like, Oh, like I want to get out of here. Like I want to like make something of myself and this is what I want to do. And it was just that real hateful manner of him to just be like, you know, you ain't going to be able to do that. Like, you're you not going to be able to do that. Don't nobody want you working on their cars and things of that nature. And for me, I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, it's all about control. I get it. But you can't tell me that somebody who beats on a woman isn't in competition with her and her potential or what they, because ultimately they see how amazing you are. And because they see how amazing you are, they want to snuff that fire out before it gets too big and too bright and other people start to notice. Otherwise they're going to lose you. And I truly believe that that's what the, I was in like I was facing at that moment to where maybe he just felt like if she leaves, oh, it's a wrap, like, it, she's going to do it. Ultimately, I never went to the school um, because I, I never applied, and I never thought to apply again because there was that trauma behind. If I try to apply again, the same thing is going to happen, and I never went. And so my dream of becoming a diesel mechanic slash auto mechanic was ultimately put out.
5: Wow. Wow.
1: That's so heavy. That's so heavy, and listen, man. Yeah. Oh my God! Like
7: I thought it was gonna kind of be like a summer. I'm Sorry, you done <laughs> I'm took so us. Sorry.
1: You done. Oh Lord. Yeah. yeah. A lot of men be in competition with their women's greatness. Some listen. Some men are just insecure and broken themselves. They come from broken situations, but you just g- gave me some insight into another motive for that barbarism and that is wow i'm looking at how dope you are how fresh you are how fly you are and and i don't want you to reach reach your full potential of flyness so i'm gonna control you through the fear of violence that's that's no not the fear of violence actual violence how about
7: that's yeah yeah actual violence but really quickly as well though and callie is saying something very powerful in the chat and saying how children didn't leave for college because of the parents projecting fear and that actually happened to me too it wasn't a college thing it was a military thing actually for me where i wanted to join the military at the age of 19 and as As soon as I was getting ready to take that test, and I told my mom, because I wasn't going to tell her until I took it and passed, as soon as I told her, because I was so super excited, here comes the, the tears and the, oh, don't do this, you know, you know, they're sending people over there, you may never come back, and it was just that thing of, like, ultimately being a mommy's girl and just wanting to always please her, I just never went and even when we spoke about it early, like, well, not early, but later on in life, she was like, yeah, I did that because I just, you know, I wouldn't want you uh, dedicating your life to, you know, the military and things. And I'm just like, man, I, I really feel like, you know, in a lot of things. Tiffany, I sort of excelled, wait, but, t- Tiffany yes?
1: hold on, because this story is so good. I mean, this is this is amazing. I need you to just sit tight. Heru, Nazarene X, I'm coming to y'all too. When we come forward, we're going to get Tiffany's final thought on this. She has taken us to an entirely different level. We on fire tonight. From the Nile, then out to the
4: ocean Three-fourths the water makes seven seas A third of land, 360 degrees I circulate and remain to rotate Seven days a week at a quick or a slow rate Be prepared whenever I come Competition is none
1: So deeply rooted in teamwork That when you get home This is what's playing in your head. you like, hey! You smell that home-cooked meal? You smell the love in the house? Hey! Get that hug at the front door? Hey, baby! Ha! Maybe y'all get home at the same time. After working. And y'all stop and say, hey. Baby, you look good today. Yeah, let's go out to eat. Teamwork. The voice of reason back in the building. Sometimes, man, that relationship, if it's healthy, if it's healthy, that relationship can wipe away a lot of the stuff you go through in the outside world. If you got... Two healthy folk that are loving on each other in that situation, man. It it could be the difference from just being happy and, oh, man, you know, I got this and going insane. Going insane. Ah, Tips for building strong relationships. Man, just do you know you guys get to practice active listening with one another? You know what? I'm a listener. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to pay attention to everything you got to say. It's your time to shine. No judgment. I'm just listening. Right? There's so many things that can come out of team building in your relationship. What is? Here, it's your time to tell me about everything you're working on. And I'm just going to listen. I'm not going to offer... Uh, 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 this is how I can help. I'm going to sit back and listen and take it all in without judgment. And if you ask me for help, I'm going to give you all I got. I'm going to get on board. And because it's your thing, I'm going to let you lead. You take the lead. It's your thing. What do you need help on? Just tell me what I can do to help you get it done. It's just, it's just unfortunate. A lot of men see that as buttercream soft. You're simping, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Competition, jealousy, envy. We've been talking about it tonight. And the cold part is we've been talking about it within our relationships. Tiffany, get back in here and give us your final thought on this.
7: All right. So final thought is that uh, something that I used to do back when I was like in a really, really uh, difficult phase in my life. But when I was like serial dating, what I used to do is that I used to always take men to a bowling alley or I used to take them somewhere where it was a very competitive sport. Uh, or I would just ask, like, yo, can we do this? And how they act. If they are losing and something that I'm really good at is going to determine how huge their egos are on them. So ultimately, you will be able to see if they're going to really be a hater down the line. But that's just something I used to do. Thank you for listening, y'all.
1: We love you, Tiffany, Atlanta, Georgia. She chimed in on our topic tonight. Or you a helper or a hater in your intimate relationships we cooking if you want to bring your city in the building you know the routine you know the drill all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-15-AZ-80 I said AZ 1-800-920-15-80 call me call me call me let me get my brothers in you guys I have the identical time of wait so I'm just gonna go with the top caller, Naz, Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia, get in here and then my brother Haru. Let's go.
8: What up, what up? I'm trying to be in the helicopter with my brother Haru. Hey, peace to the God. Peace to have smiley peace to the family and honesty, You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
8: <laughs> but yo, yeah, yo. Yeah, um, I know I made a little kinda of early just thinking about the Mamba mentality. I think that's where it can kinda of get hectic, but Uh, in terms of, like, competition within your relationship, so to speak. As long as I feel like your goals and objectives are so, you know, in that breath are aligned, like, you align with a partner that shares your passion for life or for pursuing their own goals and things like that. It's not necessarily you're competing against one another. It's almost like y'all are locking arms and drilling against the enemy together. Mm. So I think um, be, being able to train with one another, that's kind of like in whatever kind of capacity, I just get back to the mama mentality thing. That's, uh, the Kobe thing where you just you show up, you first want to show up, last one to leave. Just how you were just speaking about being willing, almost being like you're willing to do whatever it takes, but you're not trying to see the outcome of your partner's efforts work to their detriment. So mm-hmm. that's where like things get twisted because sometimes on the other side when people don't have that, I guess that uh, relationship with someone that's really on, in their corner. They end up being with somebody that's really just trying to take advantage of them or they're looking at them like they the enemy or well, really the enemy is within themselves, something to that that effect. Now, I don't want to take up too much time. Um, any quick questions that you can help m- maybe pull out some more?
1: brother i I love what you're saying i when you call in i, I just love. be <laughs> dialed in bro cause to be what what are you in your thirties yes sir see I love young wisdom brother call yeah. in hey do you know how rare it is for somebody to be your age and this wise because I'm tapping
8: to the voice of reason. i appreciate that
1: no i'm I'm telling you I'm to just t- <laughs> I'm telling you the truth, brother. And your woman be calling in, and you be in the kitchen cooking ramen noodles, putting a little chicken in it, whatever. I I, I love that. Man, we got a whole couple that call in at different times of the show. It's amazing. (laughs)
8: Hey, that's love. Ain't no competition man.
1: Thank you, brother, man. We appreciate the call. Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia in the building. Now you know. Now you know. You know, you already know who's about to get online with us. So just just strap in. Do I have time? Do I, okay. Y'all know who's about to come on. And Lord have mercy. <laughs> he always takes us on a ride when we come forward. The one, the only. Battle Creek, Michigan. You already know who it is. Haru Ali has definitely got a lot to talk about on this one.
2: Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when
1: we come forward. Come forward. Heard that round and round by Guy. My playlist is my co-host. Many of us are in relationships where we going round after round after round. We, we're, we're in a competitive relationship. Can't never let somebody get the last word. Always got to be right. Always one-upsmanship. Now, ain't nobody happy when the other one wins. Gosh. That ain't no relationship. That's battlefield. But that's what we're talking about tonight. And the callers have been calling in from all over the country. Men and women. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-9-2015-80. let us get my brother from Battle Creek, Michigan. Haru Ali in the building. What up?
2: The family, Nation, here, here, here we go, Andy. Here we go. The staff and the God a smiley. Listen, if you're in a relationship where you cannot be the biggest cheerleader of your spouse, your situation, what are you doing? Let's talk about value for value. On this, the voice of reason.
1: Are we talking about a re- intimate he, relationships, Heru? We're
2: we, we talking about <laughs> all relationships. Here come Heru. Heru. In, in, this de- <laughs> in this chat, I'm, I'm trying not to cuss. But no, listen, but. What we're what we not going to do, <laughs> what y'all are not going to continue to do is not support this channel financially. Wait a minute. Everybody got a dollar ninety-nine <laughs> respectfully. Hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all listen to so many other people that have no substance, Nothing that's gonna change your life. Are y'all gonna continue to ignore the support challenge? When we in this 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 communal group therapy, do you know how valuable? So Williams, in the voice of reasons, and y'all can say that I'm fanboying, I'm I'm
1: DRing. Wait, no, wait, wait, hold on. We, we're not Respe- doing that. Respectfully. Respectfully. Wait, respectfully, Haru.
5: We talking yes,
1: about intimate relationships here, sir. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: What's more intimate than the chat? And, and especially, <laughs> and, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, Respectfully, and I mean it with all respect and honors, there should be a requirement for all mods in the chat that at a minimum you gotta donate a dollar every show. Because listen, we are in a leadership positions. Cause you know we can hire folks, we can time them out. Guess what? You gotta earn that. You're in a leadership position. How are you not supporting? How are we not reaching our goals every night? And it ain't hard. It's not hard. And listen, I'm not being trying to be disrespectful, but I cannot I can't stand it no longer. It's that Scorpio stuff, in. man.
1: And listen. Yeah. Listen. What I want yes, you to sir. do is 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 put your stinger away. Pause. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. All I, all I want from Heru Ali right now, right this right second, this second, is a question to be answered on the topic. I'm on the I'm topic, Haru, that's yes, all I'm I listening. want. All I want it to know. Have you dealt with a competitive, you know, significant Absolutely. other, and and how did no, they try and, to and compete? I'll give you the example. How I'll did they? Yes,
2: tell me. Here's the example. After 20, 17 to 21 years, 17 years of being married, high school sweetheart, when I asked them what was the problem, you know what they told me? They said that I was tired of being so and so's, I'm not going to say my government name, so and so's wife. After I had been uh, 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 devout Christian. And when I found out about that and I left that and I became a community activist, it's like, I was tired of being so and so's husband. I was like, what the hell does that mean? I'm, 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 I'm upgrading. I was like, is she trying to gaslight me? <laughs> well, guess what? I would have rather took the gaslighting than the, uh, well, I won't say that because it's terrestrial radio. Yes. Listen, oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So peace and love to the family of nations. <laughs> Listen, you're either going to be down or not. Value for value. So mods, make sure that y'all don't uh, donate a minimum of one ninety nine. We say $5. Oh, oh, all of that stuff. We're not, I'm not playing this no more. Respectfully, I love y'all, but yeah, don't, don't honor me and all that. No, let's get it. Okay. Peace. And love to the foundation.
1: <laughs> stay safe and stay
2: dangerous. I'm out, man. I'm, we not. It's 2023.
1: I got Peace. you. Haru Ali just came in here on 27. So for for everybody who is outside of the chat room and and YouTube, I got some pretty dope supporters. And they encourage each other to support my live stream when I'm live. Because I know their are listeners going, what is he talking about? <laughs> and so he's trying to get them to be more vigorous in their participation and support. See, in radio, especially when you start to cross mix You know, YouTube and Terrestrial, many people who have no idea about the YouTube piece. You'll hear us mention a chat room here or there, but you don't understand the apparatus behind it. I I felt like I needed to explain what Haru was talking about. Y'all better come in here. You understands me. If you are a moderator, you earn that wrench. People in their car going, what in the re- respectfully your wrench can be taken from you? <laughs> I, I'm just, I just wanted to give y'all some clarity as to what he was trying to uh, explain. He was admonishing his fellow chat room folks, and I appreciate him for doing it because he did it on his own. I had no idea. I I thought he was gonna call in here and talk about. The secret government takeover and how you cannot be in competition with the man that's about to kill this pig. Yeah, you know, I thought he was going to come in and hit us with that piece. He came all the way around the corner and hit us with something else. But let me give you some uh, tips here real quick, because we're coming to the final piece here. This is something. These are some things you got to watch out for. You aren't if you're not happy when your partner succeeds at something, you're in competition with him. Right? Uh if you find yourself getting angry whenever you see your partner doing something well, I don't want to put nobody's business out. I'm gonna say said basketball player was with a, a said lady and the lady was mad because the dude was playing well and excelling and he was in his purpose and going to where he needed to go. And because that person didn't have any purpose locked in every time he got an accolade, every time the propens- uh, the, the potentiality of him to go even higher and have different opportunities, it was almost like, hate. like you should be doing something else. I was like, what? If you feel the need to one up your partner in multiple areas of life, trust me, you're in competition. You secretly celebrate when your partner fails at something, you are competing with your partner. You feel like when your partner does something well, your own talents are diminished. It seems as if you and your partner are not on the same page and you tend to do most of the things in the relationship separately. This could be a competitive fact, man. Let me tell you something, man. We live in a world right now where relationships could be exceedingly difficult if you are not on the lookout for how you show up. Many people carry this kind of stuff right into the relationship and it's unbeknownst to them. So that just makes a good, uh, your partner makes a perfect person to blame as opposed to yourself. you got to watch how you show up in relationship. Listen, I started the conversation. You've got to finish it. Up next, my brother, Danny Morrison. He's going to keep the fire lit. Listen, we was on fire all night tonight. I want you all to enjoy. I'll be back tomorrow with another slapper.